Someone once told me the grass is much greener. I still need to watch all of this show in order. There is a mixture of sadness, but at the same time, there's a mixture of a little bit of humor, which you can definitely expect in this series. Every character has multiple dimensions, really. Obviously, it's a scripted show, but they don't feel scripted. They feel real. They feel genuine. If kids find value in things, I think there is value in them, because it is art in its own way, and it is very important. Whatever it is, just own it. You know, love what you do and do what you love. If it's cool to you, then... You know, who cares about what the others say? Hello, everyone. Welcome to a brand new episode of We're In Between, the podcast that discusses about every single episode of As Told by Ginger once a week. Last time, we discussed about the episode Deja Who, where Ginger and Hoodsy go through a different form of identity crisis. And this week, we're going to be discussing about an even Stephen Holiday special, which last time we discussed about Halloween with uh, I Spy a Witch. Now we're going to be celebrating Christmas early. It aired on December 10th, 2001, and it was written by Emily Kapnick. Ginger discovers that she's one-quarter Jewish, and she decides to celebrate with a Hanukkah party and turns her back on Dodie's Christmas party. She then decides to throw a party as an even Stephen holiday party when she finds out that she can celebrate both. Meanwhile, Hoodsie finds out that the reason why Carl doesn't believe in Santa is because he used to wish that his father would come home for Christmas, and he never did. And Hoodie tells a street corner Santa, who's actually really a certain someone that we'll be discussing about more later on in this episode. So yeah, this is, this should be really interesting. So this is a Christmas special, and it's not just a Christmas special, but it's also a mixture between Christmas and Hanukkah. Yeah, I, I thought that this was an interesting insight, right? And kind of, I think, how a lot of people kind of deal with these types of things when you figure out something new about your culture and she wants to dive in. And Ginger definitely very quickly embraces and maybe a little bit too much you know maybe starts cutting out christmas a little more than she should but she definitely is very excited to learn more about you know her jewish heritage and all that so i I think it's a you know it's it's interesting we've talked about on our podcast you know the the hanukkah episodes for rugrats but i think it's interesting to see that that's mentioned in another nickelodeon show well it makes a lot of sense since um klasky chupo produces both rugrats and as told by ginger and since arlene klasky is jewish it would make a lot of sense why they would add in a little bit of hebrew heritage to their programs for sure and it is it is funny when uh when Ginger says, I'm one quarter Jewish, and she has that realization, uh, I, I see what Jared's doing here. He, uh, this like Jewish klezmer, like clarinet type music starts playing as Carl starts slowly opening a can. It's not entirely unlike a dreidel. Ah, <laughs> yeah, it's actually pretty interesting. So yeah, the episode begins with Ginger putting together her family tree, and she notices that it's pretty small. It's just her, Carl, and her mom. And then when she finds a picture of a man that she doesn't recognize, Lois then tells her that that was her grandfather, Ginger's grandfather, and that Lois's father was a rabbi, which is why he was wearing the yarmulke, and then Ginger realizes that she's one-quarter Jewish. And she kind of sees this revelation about there's a part of me that I don't really know about. There's a whole culture that is waiting to be explored. And she kind of goes really overboard with this. Yeah, at one point she says, like, uh, I might even change my name to something more Jewish sounding. And I'm like, oh, okay, 
maybe let's let's tone this down. You're a quarter Jewish and you didn't even know about it until now, so maybe name changing is a, a little over the top. Plus, it's on her dad's side, right? And it traditionally passes down from the mom's side. Well, no, it's it's um, Lois's father who's Jewish. As for Jonas, we don't really know too much about his family other than uh, uh, the only bits we know about it is in another episode that we actually talked about in the Friday Night Nicktoons podcast. But yeah, this is from her mother's side. Right. But that would technically mean if Lois's mother is not, she is not like traditionally Jewish. No, uh, Lois isn't. No, she's not. And as mentioned um, later on in the episode, J- Lois never really saw herself as being heavily religious. So mm-hmm. I guess it's just, you know, she happens to be Jewish by her family heritage, but she never right. carried on the traditions. Totally, totally. Yeah, and that's, that's definitely a common thing I think you'll see. I know a lot of people, I have had friends who like are culturally but not religiously Jewish, but... Either way, she's she's definitely getting a little out of hand with it, and at first she's like, oh, well, I don't want a Christmas party, I want a Hanukkah party now, which, again, that's, I understand, but at the same time, like, you just found out about this days ago, maybe, maybe you should, you know, not turn your back on everything from beforehand in your life, too. Right. I mean, Rugrats has had a nice balance between celebrating Christmas and celebrating Hanukkah. In in the first Christmas special of Rugrats, the Santa Experience, we see that they celebrate Christmas. And then later on, we see that they also celebrate Hanukkah. So they have a mixture of both. They they celebrate both holidays, and they carry on both of the traditions. And it even follows up with All Grown Up, in which the episode of um, when Chucky wants to steal a Christmas tree, tree so that he can actually have one that's really nice we see tommy and dill wanting to think of a um, a hanukkah song that's not the traditional dreidel song and then we have the second rugrats christmas special in which they go over to kind of like the little village that's built up to be something that looks like christmas and they do celebrate christmas so they actually have a nice balance but ginger on the other hand just wants to completely throw away what she's celebrated her whole life which is christmas just because she finds out that she's a quarter jewish and now she wants to go full-blown with the Hanukkah party. Yeah, and later in the episode, you know, she does get a little bit more of that balance. That's the whole title of the Even Steven. You know, it's all split Even Steven down the middle. She has some Hanukkah, some Christmas, and all that, but she definitely uh, gets a little over-enthused for a bit. Um, I guess let's also switch over to the B-plot, right, which is pretty much entirely Christmas-focused, but we get to see Carl talking about how he doesn't believe in Santa, while Hoodsy is very much, very much still believes in him, very passionate about it. And it's just, it's kind of, um, you know, I, I remember this is kind of a classic thing that happens, I think, in childhood years, right? That there's the one kid who still believes and other kids who don't, and, you know, so on and so forth. Yeah. Pussy goes over and talks to what he thinks is just an inconspicuous street Santa, not realizing that it's Carl's dad. It's pretty melodramatic. And also the irony of Carl's dad playing Santa for money when he was never, you know, around to be Santa for for Carl, essentially. Um, 
Brandon comes up while Hoodsy's talking to Carl's dad as Santa. And Brandon is, you know, starting to tell him his wish list. And Hoodsy goes, not right, not now, Brandon. And uh, he goes, but Santa. And <laughs> Carl's dad goes, go away, Brandon. Merry Christmas and goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> And then Brandon says, you're a lot less attractive in person, you know? And I just keep mulling this line over. What does that mean? (laughs) I mean, you know, Santa in the books is always much more attractive than, uh, which is just a strange thing to say. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I guess Santa baby is the reason why some people find Santa attractive. (laughs) But does that, does that confirm what I assume we all think about Brandon? <laughs> Possibly. Uh, I don't know. Just wait till we get to Sasha. I have a lot of thoughts. Oh, I think God. No, no, no. <laughs> Absolutely not. No. He, he can't be straight. We'll get there, but. <laughs> oh, Casey. Continuing on. So. <laughs> Oh god. Okay. Ginger decides, okay, I'm thinking about us going even Steven. So we have Ginger and Lois uh preparing, you know, the the decorations. We have Carl who got a tree at the last minute from Dwayne, who was uh in the episode Kiss and Makeup, the garbage guy. And um then they are able to decorate everything make it all look nice and we have ginger just smiling and saying hey merry christmas happy hanukkah or happy hanukkah merry christmas Uh, that's you know um it's your choosing and she's just smiling and she's making sure that everything is perfect she you know gives away the christmas cookies she has the latkes frying there's matzo ball soup, there's Yorkshire pudding. So there's a whole bunch of things going on. And then we see Carl coming down the stairs wearing a daishiki for Kwanzaa. And he starts <laughs> playing um, a version of Jingle Bells that he made up the lyrics for. And everybody's just like partying and stuff like that. And uh, it's just, you know, we have to add in a little bit of Kwanzaa for this holiday special because sadly... The only Kwanzaa special that we have for Nickelodeon as of right now is Rugrats. So it's nice to know that at least Kwanzaa is getting a little bit of love, especially coming from Carl. And I think part of that is Carl, too, just trying to, you know, like, Ginger's doing the whole Hanukkah thing, and he kind of just wants to be different, almost. Like, what? Well, I'll do Kwanzaa, I guess, if you're doing that. It's a very Carl thing to do. Um, And then moving forward a little bit, um, so Carl's dad shows up. And, um, you know, he invites him out to his car, I think. And he says, Carl says to him, my mom always warned me about getting into the car with a total stranger. And I know that we've talked about this before as to how, uh, how much more cold Carl is towards his dad than Ginger is. Ginger's a lot more open to getting to know him. And Carl, you can tell it's just this, he, he lets him in in bits and pieces, but it's very, very cold overall. Yeah, sadly, Carl has been like this for pretty much the entire series. There's an episode called Ten Chairs in which they celebrate Thanksgiving, and Carl is not happy when Ginger, um, you know, is thinking about inviting him over. And also, uh, there's another episode that we'll be talking about later on in which uh, Jonas kind of gets involved, and Carl is, like, really shaken about it, that he's really afraid that he's going to get involved possibly in their lives. So, yeah, because 
uh, especially since Carla's the youngest, because he didn't know his father a lot more than compared to Ginger, he doesn't really see him as a dad, but just as, like, a total stranger whom he just so happens to be related with. Kind of like that long-lost uncle that you only hear briefly, but then when you see him, you really don't know what to say. It's a very brutal moment, and it's hard to watch, but Carl's always laying down the hammer like that. Um, I want to just backtrack for a quick second. When uh, Dodie immediately accepts Ginger's sort of embracing of her Jewish heritage and brings her a gift bag, because of course she does, she calls it a welcome to Judaism bag. And uh, Ginger starts going through it and she goes, a previously viewed copy of Yentl? <laughs> I thought it was so funny that the Yentl, the iconic Jewish Barbara Streisand movie, and like the fact that it was already watched. I, man, <laughs> that's good stuff. Um, another thing that I, that we need to go back on is um, the reindeer that Carl Hoodsey and uh, Brent uh, and uh, Darren put together. So they have a light that shows off a reindeer, and then when it turns on, when they turn on the lights, the reindeer lifts up its leg and starts pissing on the ground. It's like, of course, Carl would do that. <laughs> yeah, it's I like that. You know, Darren's helping out with it too, right? And it's a cute little, cute little moment. It is. So the type of thing you would expect Carl to want in front of his house, right? Yep. And then there's, of course, there's Dwayne introducing himself to Ms. Zorsky. He oh, said, my God. Why don't you take it, Casey? <laughs> well, yeah, it's I, I'm just obsessed with Dwayne. He's such a great minor character on this show. <laughs> That's really all I have to say. Yeah, so he just approaches Ms. Zorsky and says, hey, you into garbage? And Ms. Zorsky's <laughs> like, uh, No. <laughs> That's that's us to our listeners of this show. Hey, you guys like garbage? <laughs> we, we got plenty. <laughs> so yeah, so he, I mean, he even goes all out with kissing Ms. Zorsky on her hand, and then she basically just walks away. It's like, ah, oh, poor, poor Dwayne. <laughs> I wish the best for Dwayne and all of his life's endeavors. And really, the last thought I have on this episode. Um, is it, his name's Jonas, right? The yeah, dad? Jonas. Yeah. Jonas is, uh, right, he, it's about his cue to leave. <laughs> and he goes, uh, all right, well, uh, I gotta see a man about a reindeer. And that's that line that they're always using, gotta see a man about blank on this show. I, I, it, I think it's so fascinating that it comes up over and over again. Yeah, I do want to quickly reference to, um, I don't remember exactly all the deal, details about it, but I do know that Carl gives Hoodsy a gift and says Yeah, he gives then, him he gives him back the can opener that Yeah. Yeah, that he borrowed from Joanne's kitchen because he's opening up cans that uh of vegetables that apparently she didn't want and he wants to try it out. And because they had their little tuffle of Carl and Hoodsy about like how they um agree or disagree that Santa exists or doesn't exist Hoodsy just flat on says, why don't you just keep the can? And it's an interesting thing because we even see Hoodsy saying, like, this is the first time that we've ever had a disagreement about something. And then it's like, I guess maybe it's due to the amnesia thing, but they've had disagreements before about when Hoodsy didn't agree with Carl hanging out with Maud as well as competing with the Glockenspiel uh, rehearsal so they can meet up with Lolo Kratz. So they've had, you know, tuffles like this before, but I guess because 
you know, it's kind of like, you know, with Ginger's side in which she wants to focus on her Judaism. It's kind of like with um, that aspect of religion. And then we have Hoodsy who really, really believes in Santa and Carl doesn't. So maybe it's kind of like that sort of play on, you know, kind of like to bring together the um, the plot of the episode. Yeah, and I think it, it does a good job of kind of showing the different sides of it, too. But um, there, there's a moment, too, earlier where Carl says, I think I used to wish my dad would come home for the holidays or something stupid like that. And again, it kind of shows sort of that bitterness he holds. But at the end, he gives back the can opener with a note that says, maybe there is a Santa after all. And it does show that Carl is kind of, you know, he doesn't want Hoodsy to lose sort of that that bright optimistic look into the world that he has and I think he's I think overall Carl ends up being a good friend for Hoodsy and I I love their friendship yeah I guess we want to bring up the final scene in which when Jonas and Lois are under the mistletoe and Carl actually rigged it so that it'll spray water to whoever is attempting to kiss and you you would think that it would have like this little sweet moment with Lois and Jonas coming together because this is the first time in the series that we see Jonas and you know, it kind of has that little spark and maybe they have something for each other, but then it gets completely ruined when water sprays on them and then, yeah, then she, and then Lois yells out, Carl! And that's basically it. And then, of course, we have to have, you know, something humorous with Hoodsy wanting to wish for dance abilities for Christmas and then when he turns on the radio thinking that maybe Santa granted him his wish we see Hoodsy getting it down so perfect yeah it's a cute episode um I guess are we good to go into our yay or nays sure just no super mess Casey (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna give it a yay I was gonna give it a meh but then I thought it's a great episode in tracking the family dynamic between Carl Ginger and Jonas and uh, I'm always about that so it's a yay for me yeah I'm gonna follow that up same general thinking I I love seeing this family dynamic I think getting more of that sort of insight into Carl and who he is and I think you know he's got sort of this complex sort of character going and I always like seeing seeing more of that definitely not a Was it super yay? But I will give it a yay. I will do the same as well. I will give this episode a yay, mostly because it's nice to see the dynamics of the Foutleys. And also, this is a very important episode because it's the first episode that we do see Jonas Foutley. And he will be appearing in other episodes. And it'll start building up the relationship throughout the series. Uh, So I will give this episode a yay um, not only because it shows the great dynamics between Ginger wanting to see if she can be able to balance out both holidays, Carl wanting to not believe in Santa because of wishing for his father to come back, but he never does, and Hoodsy trying to convince Carl that Santa's real. So, yeah, there's a lot of things to like about this episode, so I'm going to give it a yay as well. All right. Well, next week we'll have episode 17, Peace of My Heart. And uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank <laughs> you.